Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Between the Posts podcast. Champions League football is back and we are going to cover a lot of games in the upcoming weeks. This is our second preview podcast. Yesterday we released one that previewed Manchester City versus Real Madrid. Go check that out if you haven't already. And here we will preview Juventus against Lyon. With me here is KT Stockwell, writer for Between the Posts and French football expert. Hi KT. Hi Eric, thanks for having me. So, for context, the first match of this tie was played in February. A lot has happened since then, obviously. Let's start a little bit about talking Lyon's uh, post-lockdown form. Maybe, yeah, it's a bit strange because they only played one competitive match against the Paris Saint-Germain for the Coupe de la Ligue and a couple of friendlies. But we'll have to make do. What do you make of Lyon now? I think you kind of made the point there, which is it's hard to tell. I mean, they played one competitive fixture against PSG in the Coupe de la Ligue final, and that was the first one since mid-March. So I don't think we have a full idea of what exactly this version of Lyon is going to look like. I think, you know, they're suffering from the normal things after such a long layoff, just a lack of fitness. Their pace was down a little bit in that match against PSG. But, you know, I think overall what you can expect from this team in these big sort of competitions, like the same way they played against Paris, which is they're going to sit back, they're going to fend really deep, and they're going to hopefully have enough energy to hit on the counterattack. Mm-hmm. As a club, Lyon were one of the clubs that were really opposing the season to be cancelled, right? Yeah, Jean-Michel Olas was pretty vocal about that, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the club chairman, because he thought it was unfair that Lyon would miss out on a Champions League football. So this is maybe... Ironically enough, their last chance to get European football from this season. Yeah, yeah, especially losing the Coupe de la Ligue final. This is it. I mean, they have to win the Champions League to get into Europe again. So, I mean, it's a long shot, but it's their last chance. Mm -hmm. Because uh, when the season closed, they were seventh in the league on with 10 games to go. And when the season was cancelled, they missed out on everything. About Juventus, we can talk a little bit more because Serie A was, of course, resumed just like uh, almost every other big league except France. Juventus, of course, champions, but it wasn't pretty. They conceded 43 goals, which is a lot if you look at the last decade. Well, below their standards, they gathered 83 points, which is a lot less than in the Allegri and Conte years. When looking at their squad, you feel like it's just not fit for Saudi's kind of football. I went over it with Jose as well after we did a Atalanta-Juventus post-match podcast a couple of weeks ago. Especially in midfield, it feels like Saudi does not have the players at his disposal to play his kind of football. Also, Douglas Costa is injured, which was a dynamic player for them. When he started, he was able to stretch up defenses a little bit. So, all in all, Juventus, as is common now, are champions of Italy, but it was not a pretty season for them. And the Champions League gives them the chance to give some color to their season because they lost Coppa Italia final. And uh, yeah, overall just had a very substandard season. As I said earlier, the first match was in March. I rewatched it to prepare this podcast, actually. I thought it was a surprisingly good game from Lyon, actually. I didn't watch that match. I went for Real Madrid against the City on the night uh, five months ago. Can you fill the listener in and fresh up the memory a little bit about how that match went down? Yeah, I think your point is great. I thought up to that point, it was actually probably Lyon's best match of the season. So that should give people a sense of sort of how they well they've been playing this year. 
to begin that match against Juventus in the first leg, I thought Lyon pressed very well. They pressed high up the pitch. They looked like they were going to come and try and take the game to Juventus. Of course, they were at home and they had fans in the stands, which won't be happening this time around. But I think that helped them a little bit. And they struck first with a goal from Luca Toussaint in the 31st minute. Once they scored, though, it was sit back, defend, and then they really forced Juventus to try and beat them. They sat back in that 5-3-2-5-4-1 low block and really said to Sarri's team, okay, your turn, try and score on us. Yes, and as we know from watching Juventus this season, if you are going to sit back in a well-organized defensive block, Juventus are going to struggle with breaking you down. You know, their main creator is, of course, Dybala. He was not very active in that match as well. Whenever Juventus were doing some good things, he was involved, but not very consistent over the whole match. Ronaldo has now completed his transition into a poacher. So he's on the end of attacks, but he won't start them up for himself as well. And the midfield lacks some creativity. The most creative player is the number six, Pjanic, but he can't create chances from deep all the time. You said that the match in Lyon really had two phases, right? Up until the 1-0, Lyon kind of took the game to Juventus and afterwards they sat back. That's perfectly reflected as well in the shots uh, statistics because in the first half, Lyon had 11 shots against Juventus 4 and afterwards, Lyon only had one shot. I think that sums it up pretty well. I do think if you remember that match that you could see that if Lyon sat back, and they allowed Juventus to cross all the time, then you could see already a lot of chances and half chances were formed. And also Juventus were quite unlucky to not get a penalty. There were two penalty incidents where they could have gotten one. They would have gotten one in Serie A, that's for sure. But uh, they didn't get it here. And so Lyon won that match 1-0 by playing a good half of football and one half of resilient defending. Can we talk about key tactical elements for the return? Because Lyon's best attacker will be back, Memphis Depay, who had an ACL injury last February. Juventus misses uh, the aforementioned Douglas Costa and Schilio, swap player, right back. What do you expect? How will uh, Lyon set up? I think you can probably expect Lyon to come out and press Juventus in the same way that they did last time. I think Rudy Garcia, for the most part, has shown that even against sides that he's going to sit back and defend against later, he's willing to at least start the match with some of that pressure and some of that intensity. I think the real question, especially for Lyon, would be just how fit they are and how long they're able to keep that up. Obviously, you can't press with that kind of intensity for the full 90, but I do think that they'll start off looking to get Juventus a little bit on the back foot and maybe flummox them a little bit in possession. I think then you can probably expect them to sit back, try and be compact, make Mm -hmm. Juventus try and beat the low block. Yeah, I thought their approach in pressing was very much to leave Juventus' fullbacks open. Danilo and Alexandro in the first leg. We don't know who will be there tomorrow, but still. And that way with Dubois and on the left side, sometimes with uh, Cornet, the left back, and Aouar. And Juventus had a hard time dealing with that. So it's interesting to me whether Garcia will resort to that. Because as we know, if Lyon will sit back 90 minutes, I don't think they will survive. And I don't think Garcia will do that. If we talk about the midfield, eh? Toussaint, the scorer of the only goal in the first leg, is now sold to Hertha BSC. But Lyon actually has a very well-balanced midfield with uh, Bruno Guimaraes, who was uh, brought in from Brazil last winter transfer window. They still have Hossam Awar, who's one of the biggest talents of France and maybe of Europe. And they got a fairly new guy on the block, uh, Kakere. Can you tell a little bit about him? 
Yeah, I really like Maxence Cacare. I mean, at the base level, he's a really hard worker. He's a really good pressing midfielder. He actually led Lyon in presses per 90, so you can kind of expect that sort of energy from him. But he's also a really good ball retention midfielder. So in my opinion, he's a pretty serious upgrade immediately on Toussaint. I think this is kind of where Lyon could maybe surprise people and could surprise Juventus. I think this midfield three is perhaps a little bit better than they might be given credit for, or people around Europe might understand not watching so much Vigan. Mm-hmm. Katie, let's say that you're Sari and you have to set Juventus up in a way to hurt Lyon. What are the weak spots? How, how can you hurt them over a full 90-minute match? What's a bit their weak spot? How can you get them? I think this is really sort of the conundrum with Juventus, and I'm not an expert. I have watched them a few times this year, but I mean, undeniably, Lyon's weak spot is central defense, mm-hmm. and especially the left side of central defense. So Marcelo right now is playing in the middle of that back three, and then on the left side of him is Marcel, and those two are really not the strongest center backs. I would say their best center back is Denayer, and he's on the right side. I mean... Normally, I would say if you have some pace, if you can put Marcelo under pressure in the middle of the park because he is slow, he is older, that's a really quick, easy way to get at Lyon and put them under pressure. I think the issue with this Juventus side that we've seen is they kind of lack that. I mean, Dybala plays sort of in that, let's call the nominal false nine position, mm-hmm. and Ronaldo still kind of comes off the wing, and he doesn't have the same amount of pace that he used to. I think they're going to struggle to really expose that. I mean, maybe you put someone like Ramsey in who can make those late runs into the box and start challenging those defenders. But I kind of feel like Juventus is not built as well as other sides to manage or destabilize this Lyon defense. Right. I don't think we should be surprised if Sarri puts in a midfield that can score a lot of goals. For instance, put Rabiot in the central midfield together with uh, Ramsey. Maybe he'll put Bentancur at the six. We don't know, but I think it's a good suggestion you make that he will try to field a lot of goals. Also important, of course, for Lyon will be the transition. One of the things that stood out for me in the first leg was how hard Moussa Dembele and Toko Ekambi were making life for uh, Matthijs de Ligt and especially Bonucci. Bonucci really struggled against the physical and smart play of Dembele. He was really a good hold-up striker. And as you say, in Lyon's 5-3-2 off the ball, if they have transition, they can easily try to look for the 2v2 centrally. And Juventus have been known to push their fullbacks up quite high, especially if Dybala is roaming inside and then Ronaldo steps inside and Alexandro steps up. There might be some chances for Dembele and also Depay in challenging uh, Bonucci, especially who's the weaker defender of Juventus' central duo. So I think they should look out for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point. I think also, if I can tack on to that a little bit, I think what Kakare also brings you is a player, unlike Toussaint, what he can do is he can operate a little bit higher up the pitch and is a little bit more deft with the ball. So if he's sitting also just underneath Dembele, especially in those transitional phases, I think, like you mentioned, that could cause Bonucci a lot of trouble. Those guys can combine well, and it could potentially be an issue for Juventus. Yeah, that's a good point you make. One of the things I mentioned earlier was that uh, Juventus will miss Douglas Costa. And it might seem strange because uh, you have Dybala, you have Ronaldo, you have Higuain coming off the bench, who's still good for a goal. But 
Douglas Costa is unique in the Juventus squad because of his profile, right? He's the only winger they have who is direct, who can go in behind, who has a really good 1v1. I think uh, Dybala is fantastic, but he's not a true winger. He's more of an inside forward. Ronaldo, of course, plays as the striker. And then you have in the squad uh, Bernadeschi, who is a good player, but by no means as fast as Douglas Costa. You have Cuadrado, who's now transitioning into more of a right back, might start as the right back tomorrow as well. So missing Douglas Costa really is, uh, it's one weapon less Sarri has to try to take down opponents. And especially when you're facing a 5-4-1 block, which we will both think Lyon will feel tomorrow, 5-4-1 or 5-3-2, then you really need one of those players up front who can stretch the opponent both horizontally and vertically. And every yard or two yards that you can gain from that is more space for the central midfielders. And if you play with Dybala or with uh, Bernadeschi as the right winger, then they will naturally always tuck inside. And that has been a bit hard for them in this season. In the away leg, Cuadrado played as the right winger, but he's now more of a right back. So it'll be interesting to see what Saudi comes up with. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see how without him, he manages to stretch and lengthen the field. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think, I know it's a bit scary, but I do think that with a preview, we have to do a prediction. So we have to go into prediction. I'll start. I think Lyon will go through. I've sent you the podcast schedule for this month, the KT. And if you look closely there, I've said that Lyon will go through and will play the next round. So I'm not sure of the score, but I just can't see. Yeah, it will be Manchester City against Lyon then. I just can't see this Juve team break them down. It's that simple. And, you know, also in an empty stadium, the home side advantage maybe is a bit lessened. Lyon might miss the match fitness, but they are fresh in their heads. So I might see them pull off like a 0-0 or a 1-1. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think what I always say about Lyon is they're not the most stacked side, but they have more than enough individual talent to break any team in Europe down on the break and in transition. I think this game's going to finish 1-1, and I think Lyon's going to go through 2-1 on aggregate. Quite fun that we both think Lyon will go through, even though if you would... You wouldn't say that if they play Juventus, but the arguments are there and the style of play from Juventus this season has not warranted that they will kick out Lyon. So it will be very interesting. We will make a post-game podcast about this, you and me, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that will be fun. For a listener, make sure to keep an eye out on that, especially if you're going to watch City Real. We will update you entirely about how this match went. And I'm looking forward to it because, yeah, it will be... As we all know, the Champions League in recent seasons has had some crazy moments and Lyon knocking out Juventus would be a good start for one of those other crazy moments, even though this year it's more crazy than ever, of course. But you know what I mean. Very much so. I'm excited. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Check out our website, betweenthepost.net. Between the Post is a website about football tactics and stats. We make tactical analysis from Europe's top five leagues and KT does a lot of French football. Thanks a lot. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks for being here, KT. Thanks for having me.